Happy Monday, everyone, and welcome to the Falcon Cast, the fastest growing podcast in the history of the known universe. Today, we are broadcasting live from Midtown Bar and Grill, which is pretty much what the name says. It's right on the edge of Midtown and, and the Montrose. Very close to, uh, uh, to PJ's, where we usually do the show on Mondays. But uh, uh, Tommy's coming on board as a, as a partner with us. So we're going to have him uh, on later in the show so we can talk about all the great food they have here. And I mean, they have a huge menu and I always get the same thing because I'm a dumb, right? I always get, you know, the spaghetti and meatballs or I get the Salisbury steak. And I had the pizza for the first time the other day and it was really, really good. So uh, if you're out and about and you want to come by, I have a signed copy of Next Level, the Astros book. That is one of the last ones out there. And if you come out here just for that, uh, I'll have a little drawing and someone will get it. And, you know celebrate the 2022 world series all over again gallery sports may go away but that book never will it makes a great gift you got christmas coming up so yeah come up have a drink get some food it'll all be good uh and uh we've got a lot to get to today welcome in flip want to welcome in b hannon welcome in chuck d and my buddy said had a really good idea it's like why don't we do some kind of thing where if we raise a certain amount of money i will drink pickle vodka again so I'm going to think about that. We'll talk about it later in the show. Uh, it's going to take a lot. I'm not going to lie. But uh, yeah, uh, right now I'm going to tell you about the Phoenix on Westheimer, which is a great, great place. That's uh, uh, another one of our, our fine sponsors. And, you know, they've got Premier League going on right now. They're the best soccer bar in the city. Uh, they're a Penn State bar. Sorry about that, including to my daughter. Uh, great food, great staff. Uh, they've, they've still got Champions League early rounds coming up. Dynamo games, you want to go watch them there? Uh, this is the place to do it. And uh, go see Vu. Tell him he said hello. Their birthday's coming up. And ironically, well, not really ironically, but coincidentally, it's on the same day as my birthday. So we might be doing something over there. I don't know. I'm not sure I really want to celebrate anymore. Uh, to me, I'm old enough. Uh, all right. Speaking of old... <laughs> oh, you ain't man, I'm bringing in my man Joe Spano, <laughs> New York Joey, uh, filling in today. Jerome was going to do it, and he had a last-minute conflict with his daughters. That's what you get for having kids. But uh, Joe, Joe offered to jump in on short notice and take over the ball. So, Joe, appreciate you, man. How's it going? Hey, anytime, man. I, it's I'm always happy to hop on board, and I got I got to get down to this place because you can't find a good Salisbury steak. So if you're telling me they make a good Salisbury steak, that right oh, there yeah, is worth it alone. It's fantastic. Like I said, it's one of my go tos, and we got to get you down here to Houston. I will bring you here. Uh, but this this is a it's 415 West Gray, I think is is the correct address. Yeah, it's got a big sign out front. If you're going down West Gray, you can't miss it. And right across the street from uh, good food. Yeah, and, uh, Mag is here, and he says the food's good, uh, too. Everybody does. That's why I'm here. And uh, this this was always a place where I, I would bring my bad dates. So Tommy's got to see all of them. It's been fun. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, what is that I'll tell you something else, Freddie. If everybody's smart, they need to get down there today and get the next level book. A lot of blood, sweat, and tears went into that book, and that is one that that is one hell of a coffee table book. And you may not see another one like it until we get the band back together, because 
that book is like none other. And I don't know that you're going to be able to get an assemblage of talent like that again to tell a story like that. So if you're an Astros fan, hey, you want know if you're a baseball fan and you're a fan of uh, of great journalism, you need to come down and you need to get that book because you know as I said, I don't know that you're going to be able to get all the people together that contributed to that book together again to tell a story like this. No, I, I, I just don't, don't know that it'll really happen. Uh, welcome. And Joel, welcome. And Sed, Sed's the one who had the idea about uh, pickle vodka and things like that. So uh, 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 thanks for disgusting me, my friend. But uh, if it raises a little money, it's all good. So let's get to some football. Let's start with the NFL. And, um, yeah, I'll get to the Texans first, which uh, uh, another win for them. I mean, Look, Arizona's not a very good team, but I, I did think Arizona was going to cover going into that game because Texans were coming off the emotional win over the Bengals. And uh, Cardinals, second game with Tiny Kyler, didn't really know what to expect. But he was uh, – that first drive, I thought, uh-oh. <laughs> yeah, they go right down the field, 75 yards and three plays. And Derek Stingley just gets burned like crazy on that. And uh, he's trailing the play by 10 yards. I'm like, but that is not the start you want. Uh, but then CJ came out and was terrific in the first half. Uh, first time that he's he's really turned the ball over a lot. I mean, he had three interceptions and you know still had a lot of yards and, and a couple touchdowns. And Tank Dell was amazing as, as he always is. Uh, but it really was a defense in the second half. And one thing I was really glad to see was Will Anderson getting sacks. Uh, Stingley after that first play making plays, uh, not just uh, not just getting the interception, but he was playing in the box a lot and getting some stops and he, he had some deflections and overall, I mean, I, I, it's fun watching this team for where they were when they lost to Carolina, where they made every play at the end to lose dumb penalties, things like that. You know, the last few weeks they made plays at the end of the game. It's been offense before this week. It was defense. Uh, I think we're, I think we're seeing our little Texans grow up before our eyes. I think you're exactly right there. Sometimes it's about learning how to win. This is a team with loads of young talent, and I mean very young. Franchise quarterback's a rookie. The stud defensive end is a rookie. The top, the future top slot receiver in the league, he's a rookie. It's rookie and second-year players abound. They, you know, with a rookie head coach and a young coaching staff in many places that are stepping into, you know, more high-profile roles than they've been in previously. This is a team that's go that's learning how to win, and as you said, growing up before your very eyes. Whether they make the playoffs this year or not doesn't matter, and the total number of wins this year doesn't matter. The talent is there. The coaching is there. The studs at all the key marquee positions that are hard to fill, they're there. And, you know, it looks to me they've got the right front office. they got the right head coach. They've got the right personnel. However this year ends, if they sneak in as one of the wild card teams as they keep expanding the playoffs, great. If not, doesn't matter. They're learning how to win another offseason with a good draft. Some, some additions in free agency. And 2024 could be very, very interesting. You know, do they take that next step forward or do they have the slight hiccup go back 
before taking the huge step forward in 2025 when they might be a real contender. You know, it's going to be very interesting to watch for the next couple of years. But if you're a Houston Texans fan, I've got to tell you, you have a lot to be excited about. This is a good, young, fun team on the come. Yeah, and let's not forget, first-year head coach, uh, uh, an offensive coordinator who never called plays before, also in his first year. I think we're seeing them learn. And, you know, I hope they learn not to throw that out route that he's now had picked off two weeks in a row. But uh, other than that, you know, I'm, I'm really encouraged by the direction they're going. And, you know, I, I'd like – sorry – Talk for a second. Oh, you got it. And, and, you know, to pick up on what you said, they are going in a great direction, and a lot of it comes from this from the 2023 draft. What a draft. Franchise quarterback, you know, all future all-pro defensive end, you know, pass rusher elite. Um, you In the mid-rounds, you found – a star wide receiver in Tank Dell, and I think he's going to end up becoming one of the top two or three slot receivers in all of the NFL in the next over the next year or so. I think he's that good, and he's become that consistent. You can count on him week no, in, week out. Tank, he's also a great person, and I, I, I you know, this a big UH guy, so I've watched every game he played in college. My only concern with him is his size, you, you can't overuse him, and uh. Because he can also return kicks, he's he's electric at that. I can't remember how many he had called back because of blocks in the back that had nothing to do with the run last year on punts. But he was pretty incredible. The other thing mm -hmm. uh, that I, as I look forward into next year, a lot of people don't realize this. They got a bunch of those big contracts off the books, so they're going to have money to spend in free agency, and they're also. Um, you know, I think they need to draft another running back. I mean, Singletary's been really good the last two weeks, but I'm not a big Damian Pierce guy. He's just slow. Um, and I, I, I like the idea of every team drafting a running back in the second or third round every year because one of them is going to pan out for you. And if you look at some of those second-round picks, it turned into great players. So, Nick Chubb, just to name one, and many, many more. The Aaron Joneses, the Dalvin list goes Cook. on and on, as you said. And on Damian Pierce, and on Damian Pierce, it doesn't seem that what he does well is a good fit for this offense. You know, you drafted a guy in the mid-rounds. He was a good fit for what you did last year on a, on a team that was going nowhere. You're now building. You've got a different offense, and Damian Pierce just doesn't look like a good fit. So draft another running back to go with Devin Singletary, who has been a good fit. And wherever Damian Pierce ends up, if he ends up getting cut next year in the final cut, so be it. He'll land somewhere, and maybe he'll be a good fit for somebody All else. Right, in the uh, world let's land. get to the rest of the NFL, but first I need to tell you about Piper's Plumbing. Uh, and I, I get asked all the time, hey, do you know a good plumber? It's like, oh, I know a great plumber. And uh, Piper's is fantastic. 832-632-2583. They can do everything for you. Uh, if you need uh, uh, any any kind of plumbing work done, whether it's they, – they can do that. They can replace your water heater. They can do your main water, water line repair, gas test, gas line repair, all of this. you got drain, fog or blockage, uh, faucet problems, uh, garbage disposal problems. They got you covered. And uh, good people, and Joseph and his guys based in uh, uh, Clear Lake area, but they do stuff all over. So all you got to do is hit them up. It's 832-632-2583 is the number. 
for Piper's Plumbing. All right, uh, uh, what else jumped out at you from the NFL yesterday besides your beloved Giants actually winning a game? I mean, beyond that, and we'll get to that as we move along because I think that win was as much uh, poor coaching by by the commander's staff and setting the Giants up for success as anything else. Uh, but a couple of things that jumped out on me. The the Lions had their, you know, an, another young team, a lot was expected from, and they're growing. They had their D effort yesterday. They were flat-out lousy for most of that game against the Bears. They put up 17 in the fourth quarter and found a way to win. That's the mark of a good team. They're now 8-2. and two. They're finding ways to win. You know, Cowboys taking care of business. Uh, <clears throat> the Chargers. Here's another one. from. Here's one from a negative perspective. You've got to beat the Packers. Yeah. I don't care where the game's being played. The Packers can't sustain anything. Giving up 23 points to them with the kind of weapons you have on defense and losing – to a to what is really a very poor Packers team when you when you're in a must-win situation because of the games you've squandered, that stands out for me as a really really bad effort. And I think Brandon Staley is going to be looking for a job in the off season. And I guess the other one is the Browns without the Browns without Deshaun Watson will go as far as that defense takes them because. Against capable defenses, their offense is not going to score. Yeah, any Hannon brought up the three drop passes by the Chargers. I mean, that was an awful one in, in the fourth quarter when they're driving down there and, and your rookie uh, first round pick can't hold on to the ball. Uh, it was interesting that the uh, Broncos uh, grinded out another win uh, against a Vikings team that is is really gritty. Uh, I thought that one was interesting. And uh, Ray, uh, Jaguars beating the crap out of the Titans, not a surprise. Uh, it was good to see the Jaguars kind of get the offense righted again. Uh, and now we got a game for first place next mm -hmm. week between the Jaguars and the Texans. Uh, yeah, no, that, I think that's going to be a, a hell of a game. And I think, you know, the the, the uh, Texans have won the first time the two teams met in impressive fashion. And, you know, let's see if they can get the sweep, number one. And number two, you know, later in the season, this game is something of a measuring stick. Kind of see – you know, the the next step in the evolution of the Texans. I'm excited about that one. And I guess one other thing I was impressed with, and yeah, the injury to Joe Burrow takes a little bit of the bloom off of this, but the Ravens might be the best team in the NFL right now. They can really do it all. They can throw it with Lamar Jackson. The running game is still still as prolific as it was in uh, <laughs> in the years where they just ground you to dust with the running game. And they've added much more of a passing element. And that defense is really, really good. So the Ravens are getting hot at the right time. They're getting healthier at the right time. Uh, They're really, really Ted. good. Uh, happy to have you, brother. And uh, Behan and all you guys, uh, thanks for, for jumping in. Uh, we're having a fun show. Joe Spano is uh, my current guest today. And uh, I need to tell you about uh, Lanham Industries, another big, uh, big supporter of the show. Uh, they take care of everything at your Lake Livingston home. Uh, they're called Southern Living Cleaning. And if you want to buy a place, they've got consultation services uh, that will help you with price points, whatever you want. And you said, as soon as the movie deal's done, they're going to be my guys. I'm going to get a place on the lake and uh, I'm going right to them. 
and they're going to do they can do all your home service needs and you know me i i suck at anything like cleaning lawn care laundry maintenance inventory management <laughs> and property management services available as well veteran owned and operated highly trained and dedicated crew they get five star ratings from guests owners uh everybody so 936-581-6166 or uh, go online to lanhamindustries.com that's the easiest way to do it and if you can't remember any of that you can always just email me the emails at the bottom there the falcon cast at yahoo make sure you put the v in front of it and i'll get you all the information on them and they will uh they will take care of everything for you so uh, uh a couple other things that that I wanted to get to before we, we jump into the colleges and, and you mentioned the Ravens. I, I do think the Ravens may be the best team in football. And I know the Browns went in there and beat them a couple of weeks ago. That was, that was one of those fluky games that fell apart at the end. Uh, in general, I mean, nobody's blowing this team out. And uh, I, I, I think that's, that's one to keep an eye on. I've said all along, once they figured out the new offense, the, they were going to get better and better each week and man, they're fun to watch. And then of course, tonight's game, uh, you might have heard of these teams. Uh, some team from Philadelphia is playing some team from Kansas City in a rematch of a game that was played last year. That I, I, I don't remember much what, what that game's called or anything. But, uh, yeah, Eagles-Chiefs tonight. And, yes, I know it's a Super Bowl. Uh, your thoughts on that game? I mean, I, I, I think it's going to be one hell, one hell of a football game. I got to be – I mean, I'm not going out on a great limb here telling you I think this is going to be a hell of a football game. But it is. These are two of the very best teams in the National Football League, certainly two of the top five. You throw the Ravens in there and uh, the 49ers. And, and you know, th these two teams are right there in that first cut. And, and I, I think you're going to see a lower scoring game than a lot of people would expect with these two teams locking up because people haven't caught on yet that the Chiefs defense is really, really good because they've had such a reputation for ordinary defenses and elite offenses. They've got one of the best defenses in the National Football League this year, and they don't get into shootouts anymore. They run the ball. They lean on the run game a little more with Isaiah Pacheco. I mean, obviously, Mahomes still does Mahomes things. He just doesn't do it to the 400-yard clip anymore because he doesn't need to, because they win by scoring a lot less points and taking better care of the ball. And, you know, Philly, the same thing. They, they're they're leaning on their defense more because losing Shane Steichen, their offensive coordinator, to be the new head coach of the Colts has hurt their offense. The, 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 the play calling, it's just not there. And sometimes you watch that offense and they get humming and then they have long stretches where they just can't get it right. So I think you're going to see, as has been typical of so many NFL games this year, under the total – I think it's going to be close, and, and I'm going to grab the field goal with the Eagles in a game I think is going to be real close, and I think they yeah, just I like, might I like steal I like what tonight. you said about the Chiefs' defense because it doesn't get enough credit, but it also uh, kind of covers up the fact that Patrick Mahomes has not been very good lately. And you go back to the game they won uh, in Frankfurt. Well, one of those touchdowns was a defensive touchdown. I mean, the, the, offense, the offense generated 14 points, mm -hmm. so they need him to be good right now. And uh, and I think that uh, that's one of the big differences with this team. I just don't think he has the weapons. Uh, even when Kelsey's out there, teams have figured out, you know, how to tailor switch him and uh, and keep him under control. But uh, you know, I, I I do like the Eagles a little bit tonight. Money line. Uh, I, I don't really want the two and a half. I think if the Eagles are going to play a game that close, they're going to win it. So 
Uh, I'll take the money line, but it, it'll be a fun game. I, I can't wait. And I can't wait to see what the ratings are for this thing. Yeah. Oh, it's going to be through the roof. And as from a gambling perspective, very smart in those two and a half, three point spots to take the money line and grab the extra money. It, it really is, you know, money line dogs are, you know, short of a field goal are always a pretty sound play. You know, I think the under is a sound play tonight. I think the Mahomes under prop, it was, uh, I forget where it was, you know, because they had him, uh, his uh, passing yards was was a pretty high total. They've got it at uh, under 284 and a half at minus 110. I love that under because I don't see him throwing for much more than 250, 260. So I think that's a good that's a good spot to yeah, look for, too. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. I'm definitely going to take a look at that, too. Uh, Zed Aston, do you watch the regular broadcast or the Manning cast? I, I usually watch the regular broadcast, uh, and then I wind up muting it because I, I hate most announcers. And there was there was a couple of pet peeves of mine yesterday that, that just fingernails on a blackboard to me. Don't you dare go anywhere. You know, don't change that channel. It's like, dude, I'm a flipper. I'm flipping back and forth. I, I'm going somewhere. <laughs> So don't you tell me not to go anywhere. That's that's why the remote control was invented, so we could change the channel. We'll be back in the two minutes. We've all all us flippers have gotten so good at it. We know exactly how long the commercial break is, and we get right back there as they're wrapping up that last commercial in the set. In the, and then boom. They come back, we're there. We miss nothing, and we're able to watch pieces of the second game or get a good look yeah, at Red Zone. That's what we do. At it in that Frankfurt game. Every break is, don't you dare go anywhere. And I'm like, shut up, little man. I'll go, I'll go what the hell I want. Also, it's also very 1970s yeah, it is. TV, isn't it? You know, the next thing you know, he's going to say, we got to step yeah, out and exactly. pay some bills. All right. Uh, let's, get, uh, let's get to some college football, and I'm, I'm going to start with uh, – uh, my not-so-beloved U.H. Cougars these days. Uh, great first half against Oklahoma State, then completely fell apart in the second half to lose again. The big news is is that uh, Daniel Holgerson was going to be told he'd get another year. I, I have mixed feelings about that because I like Dana a lot. Uh, as I think you know, I've had, had drinks with him a few times in the offseason, and, uh, and I like him. Mm -hmm. uh, but this team is just – been a disaster and you know I, I i took the over four and a half wins I mean, i'm gonna need an upset now at ucf to get there and i don't see them winning that game i don't see them beating anything uh but you know it, it's it, it, first year in the big 12 uh, then the one thing that's kind of driving me nuts about dana is you just kept using that as an excuse well it's the big 12 it's different yeah but uh at the end it says fred did you see dana getting into it with a student body i heard about that and then dana said that didn't happen, so I don't know. Uh, but something happened. I know there was you know, there's somebody who knows a student who was there. Uh, but but listen, you got to get used to it. You know, you, you you've sucked now for a while, and you're gonna get yelled at. It happens. I mean, that's uh, and it's turned off the fan base. People aren't going to the games. Uh, they don't want to see the same old stuff. And it's just uh, you know, I I I hate it. But anyway. Uh, about the rankings, though, you have any any problem with what they did last week putting Georgia number one? Because I sure don't. No, no. I mean Georgia's 
Georgia's playing their best ball of the season right now. I mean, defensively, they were dominant. They've been dominant all year. The offense under Carson Beck took a while to get going. These last few weeks, dominant offensive efforts against Ole Miss and against Tennessee. They're playing their best football of the year right now. They're the best team in the country, and they should be ranked number one in the country. I don't think there's any. Oh, I don't think anybody can argue with that. Teams down with their offensive and defensive lines, and uh, you know Carson Beck to me is just okay, but that, that's all he needs to be with this team. They have so much talent. Uh, I think Ohio State is a, a little bit phony, but you know I think we'll find out this week. And uh, I was kind of talking about this yesterday, so a lot of my prep work is at the bar with PJ talking sports. Uh, but I think if Michigan loses, they'll find an excuse to not put them in the playoff. Uh, I think Ohio State might still get in. But you got to figure Georgia or Alabama, maybe both, uh, if Alabama were to win, you, you got to figure that it's probably going to be Oregon or Washington, one of those two, and then Ohio State or Michigan. And then the fourth will just kind of come from the mix, right? Uh Right. I mean, obviously, Florida State has the inside track. They're undefeated. Uh, They're undefeated. The problem is they lost their quarterback, Jordan Travis. He's out for the year. You know, they're playing a a three-star, you know, a former three-star who's been with the program a long time and has never been a threat to ascend to the starting job. So, you know, can they get by Florida and Louisville and remain undefeated? Probably, but the question is, will that, you know, does that automatically put them in as an undefeated team without that kind of Haas quarterback, or do they lose traction to a one-loss team? I don't think they do, being from a major conference and having enough good wins on the schedule. If they're undefeated, I definitely think they're going to be. I think, though, it's going to be a harder road because he was their offense, and – you can't lose a guy like that and not be worse. Florida's actually got some motivation here. They have to win to be bowl eligible, which uh, is ridiculous. But uh, And I think Louisville's a lot better than people give them credit for. They had the one misstep all year long. And, you know, they're not special at quarterback either with Plummer. Uh, I think once Brom gets a, a really special quarterback, that's a team that's going to be around for a while. But uh, I don't think it's a lock that they win those. I think if they win out, it's going to be hard to keep them uh, out of the playoff, and you know the way it plays out, they would be the fourth uh, to me. But yeah, I'd be I'd be a little concerned about these next two weeks uh, because, and and I also think Oregon is since that Washington game where I mean that that came down to a missed field goal on the road at Washington. They have just looked magnificent. Bo Nix, you know, every time I I talk about Bo Nix, people who saw him in the SEC are like, oh, that guy's not any good. It's like you know, maybe you just don't watch Oregon. He's a totally, totally different yeah, player. Now. And and six years in college do that for you. And, and you, you, you get experience. And, you know, yeah. Joe Burrow is kind of the same way. And then once he got to that point, uh, he exploded. And I think Bo Nix is, is doing really well. And I'm going to talk to Tracy about that in a little bit because I know she's going to push uh, Daniels for the Heisman because she's a big LSU person. But uh, welcome <laughs> in Heartthrob. But yeah, I mean, I think it's it's kind of sad, though, but I, for me. Real college football is almost over. And then we're going to be in the bowl season. And yeah, it is. Yeah, it is. And then, you know, you got all these guys opting out. Bowl season is like totally another season. But, you know, it's interesting. You mentioned Washington, Oregon. 
And you talked about how close that game was. And Oregon's really been on a tear playing great football since that game. Washington has struggled. So these two teams are going to lock horns again in a Pac-12 championship game, most likely. And if it goes the other way, Oregon would leapfrog Washington and Washington would be on the outside looking in. You know, depending on how all of this shakes out, it's going to be interesting to see how many undefeated teams are left. And because those teams are all going to get in, it looks like. If we, if you have four undefeateds, they're all getting in. And you're going to have some really good teams left on the outside yeah. looking in. As these top one-loss teams, most notably Oregon, Alabama, and Alabama, start, if they start knocking off undefeated teams, they're, they're going to find their way in. The, the one-loss team that's in the middle of those two, that doesn't really have a path to the playoffs is Texas because they don't play a team. They don't. They don't have an opportunity to knock off a team that's that that's in the playoff mix. So while Texas is a great story if they run the table the rest of the way, I don't see a path for them to get in the playoffs unless absolute anarchy ensues over the last yeah, three I think, weeks. Uh, I, I do think Texas might have a path because, uh, like I said, I think Florida State's going to lose a game. And and they may lose two games here down the stretch. Uh, I just I just think it makes that big of a difference. And and I, I don't I think Bill, Billy Napier is coaching for his job this week too. So um, yeah, and that's always a big rivalry game. But I, I think I mean Texas if Texas beats Oklahoma in the rematch. They may not get Oklahoma. Maybe Oklahoma State. Uh, it it looks like as the standings are now yeah, it would be Oklahoma they, they State. Out, they're in, and then that would not do them a lot. Texas a lot of good to beat Oklahoma State again. And uh, sorry, Hartrop, but uh, but yeah, that's uh, I I do think it's going to be very interesting. But this week, obviously, you got Michigan, Ohio State, and uh, I, I think that'll be a good game. And then uh, I, I just don't know what's what's going to happen with that because two weeks ago, before all this crap came out, I would have told you. Michigan was going to win that game pretty easily because the front seven of that defense is incredible. But, you know, no Harbaugh there. And it, it has to be a distraction. I, I don't, you know, I don't care if you sit there and tell me, well, it doesn't affect, affect the play on the field. It, these kids read the paper. They watch SportsCenter. I mean, they, they hear all the, the talking idiots on there saying, oh, this is horrible. This is as bad as the Astro scandal. Yeah, it, it, it has to be a distraction. And, not that the Astro scandal was that bad, but uh, it has to be a distraction. Oh, absolutely. And now in-game, in what's likely to be a very close game, you lose the CEO of your coaching staff, and you've got to have one of your coordinators step up who's normally calling plays, and he's now got to be the CEO of the staff while calling plays or having a role in calling plays. So it, it, it has a cumulative effect, not only on these 18 to 22-year-old kids, but on this coaching staff. And it's always hard to adjust to that. It's hard to adjust on the NFL level, and it's that much harder on the college level. So I, I think it's a huge challenge for Michigan there. They're the better football team. But, you know, the Harbaugh saga really draws these two teams much closer together, Fred, and makes this a hell of a game. And, could give Ohio State well, the edge the they other need. thing with Michigan right now, McCarthy hasn't played well now for a while. This is a kid that was in the Heisman conversation earlier in the year, and uh, he's not been good, and he's going to have to be better if they're going to beat Ohio State. So, 
uh, it should be good. Um, Agreed. Agreed. He says, late arrival of something to listen to on my commute home now. Happy Thanksgiving uh, to my fr fellow Fred fanatics. Nice uh, nice alliteration, eh? Hey, uh, welcome in, Flea. And, uh, yeah, we will not be doing a show on Thanksgiving. Um, but uh, I, I, I may do an extra show this weekend, just depending on what happen happens with college football or if the Texans beat the Jags. I'll jump on for a bit to, to comment on that. But we'll be back next Monday. Uh, for sure. And uh, we're going to try to make this a regular deal to be in Midtown Bar and Grill. So I can work on getting fat again. That, that's uh, that's part of the deal. So yeah, we're out here. And if you're, uh, if you're in the neighborhood, uh, Midtown Bar and Grill, come on out. I do have a, a copy of Next Level available to, to basically for a drawing. Uh, there's very few left. I mean, it, I talked to the publisher the other day. Uh, you can still get them online. But they're going to, you know, there is a shelf life on them because this is a, uh, you know, this was a year ago that they won, but you can keep this forever and you can show it to your Ranger fans and say, hey, look, we did this first and we did it twice and look at the book. So there. Uh, all right. Uh, the other, the other college football uh, topic I wanted to get to besides the whole Michigan thing, uh, as I, uh, <laughs> I don't know how much of this you've done, but from a gambling perspective and just from a watching perspective, I've loved these Tuesday, Wednesday night conference USA and Maxion games. And I'm, I'm kind of sad yeah. to see this in because, you know, we're at the part of the season where um, it just, we'll have the, the meaningful games this weekend. We'll have championship games, uh, but then it's all bowl games. Now they're fun to bet on. But it's not the same. Now, I do like that you have a bowl every night. And I've become a fan of some really stupid teams because of this. Uh, even st stupid bad teams, by the way. Uh, and, and, but I've, I've enjoyed it. I'm just kind of curious what uh, – uh, uh... I've absolutely enjoyed it. And I'll tell you, it's provided us with some good money-making opportunities. And as gamblers, that's what this is all about. You know, it's isolating soft lines and finding good spots to land. And some of this matching has provided us some really great opportunities. I've I've done I've done better with these in week games, and I've done on Saturday as the college football landscape, particularly early in the year, was a real struggle. It took me about six weeks into the college football season to really start to find my footing, and a lot of that was led by the start of the influx of the midweek action. That really was the launching point for me this year. Cause that, cause like I said, college football was a little bit of a grind this year. The NFL, I've given up on totals. They are so sharp and yeah. so hard to isolate, but I've dominated sides to almost 65% this year from the opening week, right on through uh, yesterday. I'm at 64% on the year on NFL sides. Totals? Not so much, and we're not. We're you know not what, playing uh, them anymore. Turned it around for me this year, Arizona. Once I once I got on the Wildcats, uh, they made that quarterback change, and they have been a cover machine ever since. And it wasn't like uh, they didn't do it just to shake things up. It was an injury, and once once he got in, they almost beat yeah. Washington, which doesn't look all that great anymore. They lost in, in overtime to SC, but then they just murdered Washington State, and they beat Oregon State. And uh, they they hammered Utah this week. That this this is a team that got started too late, but uh, definitely one to keep an eye on for next year. They got two good receivers, and once you kind of latch on to a team like that, 
you know, a, a fade or bet on team, it makes everything else easier. And uh, it sure does because you got one to ride every week. And man, I'll tell you something. You mentioned that USC game. They were dominating that game most of the way. They they appled that one up late. Otherwise, they're nine and two right now, and they're a lot higher than seventeenth in the playoff rankings. They have been one hell of a story, and they were an afterthought to all of us before the quarterback got injured. They made that quarterback yeah, change. Rice is another team I've been riding quite a bit. Uh, yeah, it's just, and I love that when I get on a college football team that they just don't catch up to, and usually it is something like that—a quarterback change or. You know, uh, you know, if you want to fade one, like the key player gets hurt, that kind of stuff. And uh, between those two, and, and Louisville's been pretty good to me most of the year as well. I, 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 I've enjoyed college football. By the way, I do have a hockey pick for the people tonight. Uh, this is one though where you're you're gonna you're gonna eat something here that that I would never ask you to eat. Two and a half goals, Vancouver minus Vancouver minus two and a half goals plus one twenty against the San Jose Sharks. Uh, Vancouver has slowed down a little bit, but they've got three of the top scorers in the league. They can put the puck in the net. They, they got us an over with nine seconds left on uh, on Friday. Uh, but and, and the Sharks are just dreadful. I mean, they really are. They're one of the, the worst teams I've, I've seen in a while. Uh, I, I don't see, you know, there's always something you can find to turn things around. I sure don't see it with them. I sure don't see it happening in Vancouver tonight. So, yes, eat the two and a half, take plus 120. Uh, the money line's something ridiculous, which you would expect. But, uh, all right. Well, Joe, I appreciate you filling in. Uh, great work as always. Uh, I'll, I'll talk to you tomorrow. Let's get caught up on some stuff. And uh, uh, just a great job. And pre- appreciate you coming in as a, as a last-minute replacement and turning, turning the whole game around. You know me, Freddie. I'm always available for you, man. And this was Chris. is great stuff. I really enjoy it, man. Have right, a great night, good, and I'll talk to you tomorrow. All right, that's my man Joe Spano. Uh, does a great job. I want to remind you, we're at Midtown Bar and Grill. Uh, so come on out, uh, and uh, just terrific place. It's uh, they got a nice patio for when the weather doesn't suck, uh, and just a great menu. I mean, uh, there, there's so many things on there, uh, and you know, I, I I have yet to have a bad dish here. And uh, Tommy, who runs the place, is going to be here in a little bit. And uh, he's going to pop on and say hello. But uh, right now, i got to tell you about Dr. Linville. And uh, if you need hair, just little stuff he can do. Uh, Dr. Linville's your guy. And it's it's such a great process that they use. It's it's called the Neograph procedure. There's no anesthesia. Uh, it's just numbing medicine. It's like Novocaine, minimal pain, and 95%, at least 95% of the grass is stick because of the way they handle. And it's all taken from the back of your head. We're always going to have hair and, and move to the front. If you just got some little things you want done, three dollars and fifty cents per graft right now. You can get this done uh, really, really inexpensive. And uh, he has an individualized plan for each and every patient. Uh, you need to go to hairspecialisthouston.com/getfalconhair. That's hairspecialisthouston.com slash getfalconhair. And if you just want other work done, he he's a fantastic plastic surgeon. So, you know, tummy tucks, you name it. Breast breast reductions, breast, you know, enhancements. He can do it all. So hairspecialisthouston.com slash getfalconhair. Book a consultation and do it through there. Your consult is 
the fee is going to be waived. That's a hundred and fifty dollar value. And uh, all right, joining us now. Um, oh wow, Fleet said you see the warehouse live is closing down, uh, moving everything to Rise and Midtown. Man, you know I know you know what I know some people who were involved with warehouse and and uh, uh, Rise, so I need to I need to check in on. Thank you for giving me news that. For some reason, I don't pay enough attention on Facebook. I, I'm just, I'm a horrible person. <laughs> Aren't I, Tracy? Yes. And speaking <laughs> of Dr. Linville, he yeah. gave me these two. So there you go. Yeah. So you should go get something done just to thank him for Tracy's boots. <laughs> so there. Uh, yeah. And, uh, <laughs> and good and segue good there, Fred. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so what's new, my friend? Nothing much. A uh, lot of exciting stuff in college football. Just got home from work and just been a crazy day. Black Friday week. Yeah, um, I'm looking forward to taking the uh, the rest of the, the week off, but uh, I'll be watching football every day and drinking and eating just like always. So This is uh, the most wonderful time of year for football, I think. It's also, for me, though, it's, I was telling Joe this, I'm kind of sad because this is really the end of meaningful college football. I know. And, I know. and then we're on to bowl games and where half the people are going to sit out. And, uh, yeah. I mean, I guess not me from betting on them, but well, most teams are on to bowl games, not my Cougars, but, but uh, <laughs> anyway, uh, Sorry, yeah, yeah, it was, it was a frustrating afternoon because right when everybody starts texting me, Hey, this, this might actually happen. Yeah. I'm thinking, no, no, no. And mm -hmm. then pick six. And, uh, anyway, uh, <laughs> Yeah, that, that was that was not fun at all. That was like going to a dentist, um, and and you get the you get the cool stuff first when they give you the gas. You're like, hey, this will be all right, and then yeah. they get to the real work, and you're like, okay, this sucks. Uh, <laughs> but uh, yeah, one, one thing uh, I wanted to get to, and we we talked about this a little bit uh, before you came on, but uh, and and I mentioned this to you that Florida needs to actually beat Florida State mm -hmm. to get to a bowl game now. Yes. Florida State without its quarterback, I, I could see where that's a possibility. But, but Florida is is hurt too. Yeah, it's yeah. hurt too. So is Napier is Napier safe there? I think may, they may give him one more year. Um, I, I think that's about it. Um, I think they're going to see what this new recruiting class uh, that he has coming in. He does have a highly ranked class right now. Um, a bowl win would go a long way or just even getting to a bowl, beating Florida state would go a long way for him, um, to secure his, um, his recruits. You know, what happens is a lot of these kids look at what's happening and with NIL, they leave. Yeah. So he, he's, I think they may give him one more year, but it's, it's gonna, he's gonna have to put on a show because that loss to Mizzou was devastating. That fourth and 17, yeah, I mean that's crazy. That's UH like, uh, <laughs> but uh, yeah, I, I you know you, you can't have many losing seasons at Florida. I mean that's just and that they've got plenty of nil money now. They messed up some absolutely. Of it. Yeah, yeah, but, and then uh, you're competing against Miami um, and Florida State, your in-state rivals. Uh, you're going to finish last in that three group in that threesome. It's not a good look. And no, Florida demands a lot more out of their football program. All right. Uh, the Iron Bottle lost a little bit of luster last mm -hmm. week. What the hell was that with Auburn? 
I just, wow. I mean, that it's shocking. New Mexico State, but he beat uh, Hugh Freeze at Liberty, too. He was a 20-something point underdog there, too. And it's like he circles that date, and he goes in no matter where Hugh Freeze is and beats the snot out of him. I mean, it was a beatdown. It was embarrassing. And so they're going to have to regroup, and now they have Alabama, who's on a mission, coming into town. So I don't think that game's going to be close. That's just my opinion. Yeah, rivalry games, I mean, sometimes they surprise you, but uh, – They don't have a good offense. They don't no. have an offense. And, and, and that's that's been a problem all year. Bama's going to stuff the run and make them throw the ball to beat them. And I just don't see that even – I don't see it being close. I don't. Well, I know it's rivalry, but I don't see it close. Uh, how about your LSU Tigers mm-hmm. and Aggie and Jimbo being gone? Um, which revenge, right. baby. It's going to be <laughs> sweet. <laughs> um, I think the Tigers circled that game. They were embarrassed last year, headed in, headed into the SEC championship after losing the way they did to them. Um, I know Brian Kelly wants to get to 10 wins. So it's a very motivated team for two reasons. One, that, and then two, they want to get Jaden uh, Heisman. And I think they're going to really put forth an effort. I think the crowd's going to be there behind Jaden even though it's at 11 o'clock, um, I look for the Tigers to come out very, very motivated for this game. Oh, you you people will be drunk at 11 in the morning. That won't That's be a problem. True. We'll start drinking Friday. <laughs> That's all it does. Yeah, I, and I, I I noticed a little bit, little bit last week, and, and I don't blame, this, blame them for this at all, but they're not above uh, a little stat padding with Daniels, and they need to. I mean, the, the, the numbers are going to have to be what – Sells the well, they are. If if you look at it, what happened uh, with his two over two hundred rushing game against Florida, he is now the only second player in SEC history behind Johnny Manziel, who did it first, three thousand yard passer and one thousand yard rusher. What's going to get Jaden noticed is his rushing yards. He's over a thousand. Um, he's first in total yards by a mile. If you add the rushing and the passing yards, he's leading by. Um, a lot in touchdown passes. So if you look at his whole scope of work, it's phenomenal. And the biggest stat I could see that really separates him as a quarterback is he had going into last week, 76 himself, 76, 20 plus yard plays of over 20 yards or 20 yards down the field. The next closest team was USC. And then there's Washington, but he had them by himself. So uh, that's amazing that he alone did that. Yeah, and, I, you know, I, I think he's the best player in college football, but that's not how the Heisman usually works. It's uh, There's a lot of other factors that go into it. He and, is odds-on favorite right now, Fred. Yeah, I, I know, but uh, I, I also think that there's if Bo Nix can beat Washington again, again, that would flip things quite a bit because – he, while he's not having the statistical year, he's having a really strong season for a team that, that could make the playoff. And that's usually what it comes down to, right? Uh, but I, I hope Daniels wins it. I think he's, he, he deserves it. But There's uh, precedent there for, for it to be Daniels, and he's going to stat pad this game. So he's going to get to over 5,000 total yards, which is amazing, and it's going to put him above and beyond. And I just think his, the play the last two weeks – has really gotten him noticed. And if you look on Twitter and some of the people who are talking heads, they, it's changing. It's changing from Bo Nix to him. But he is going to have to do 
he's going to have to really go out and showcase in this game. To win yeah, it. and you know, and if I'm Kelly, I'm let I'm making him let him go. Touch- Six yeah. touchdown passes. You know, just keep flinging the damn thing. Just go. I don't care. Embarrass the snot out of those little yeah. fuck uh, over there. And they've quit. <laughs> so, so I think that gives them an opportunity. And I, I'd, you know, I'd love to see it. I, I'm a, I'm a big fan of the guy. And uh, uh, it, it this kind of reminds me of Manzel a little bit. It is. In, in that, you know, they, they. He had, had two the, losses. He had two they, losses when he won. Yeah, and but by the end of the year, people, the momentum really started building for that. Yeah, and I'm starting to feel that now too, and not not it just is. a favorite, but among. his impressions on Twitter ha- are skyrocketing over anybody else. So it is kind of getting that that big train coming uh, feel down the track. But I did want to mention Georgia um, and what they did to Tennessee. Georgia is very impressive. Uh, Carson Beck is very impressive, and I don't know if I see anybody beating them again. I think they're going to be the first team to repeat. They're very impressive. Well, we've kind of been talking about them all year. The, the one thing that always impressed me all season long, and, and they're starting to turn it up now too, is by the end of a game, they've dominated you on the yes. offensive line and the defensive line. Even yes. though they lost some key players, uh, that offensive line just wears you down. And the next thing you know, Carson Beck has two days to throw. Mm-hmm. Uh, Carson Beck, a fine Southern gentleman name, of course. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, that, and – I think they're going to be tough to beat. I think Alabama's done a great job to adjusting to what their quarterback can do. Um, and, you know, they still have the talent. I just – I don't see them beating Georgia. No way. I, I don't really see – I mean, for a while I thought maybe Washington might be that team. But they no, really their defense is – I don't yeah. like their defense. Um, I it can – It should be better. they got two terrific corners back there. Yeah. And they've always had a good defense. But the second half of the, the season – The struggle really bus good. has been real for, for Washington. Yeah. Big time yeah. in these games. I mean, barely beating Arizona uh, and Arizona State even. I mean, that's that's not a good look. And I think that's what's going to keep Penix, Penix out of the Heisman, winning a Heisman. I think he cost himself a Heisman. Yeah, I, I think he, he lost it uh, about midseason. But don't don't you disrespect my Arizona Wildcats. That's, <laughs> we were talking earlier. Hey, they're the playing show. their butts off, okay? Well, they, ever since the quarterback change, they have been a cover They're playing machine. their butts off. Yeah, I just I blind bet them every week now, and uh, you know, uh, and, and plus that's another one that their I, coach I, is going to be sought after. I can tell you that. Oh yeah, oh yeah, definitely. If A and M hasn't called him already, they're I don't know what they're doing. Yeah, I haven't heard too much. I mean, I heard Mike Elko's name, of course, yeah. uh, and they did interview the uh, trainer. They did interview him. Uh, he's a really good coach. Somebody somebody's going to get a good one. I, I was kind of hoping that if UH were to make a change that. That would be the direction they go because. I'm Are they going to make a change, Fred? No, no. They told Dana he's uh, he's sticking around. So. Oh boy. Yeah, yeah. It should be fun. And another <laughs> year of this, but uh, uh, the name that it, it, you mentioned him last week for Mississippi State. Uh, why is Willie Fritz not a bigger candidate than Mississippi State? Not that that's a bad school, but it's the bottom of the SEC. I don't know, actually. I, I kind of like him at Tulane, you know, being from New Orleans. It's it's the hometown team. Um, but I think he is going to get some looks, but it, it is surprising. Maybe they're waiting for after the season. I don't know. I don't know, but that is surprising. Yeah, uh, and he's got a chance to play for the, the AAC mm-hmm. championship, but that never stopped people before. The Aggies basically hired Kevin Sumlin before this CUSA championship game, and the Cougars got their ass kicked. Yeah. So. 
if they're really interested, I don't think they're going to wait. But uh, that's a name that I'd like to see. I, and, you know, I, I, I even though Duke's kind of fallen off a little bit here at the end, I love Mike Elko. I just well, like their him. quarterback got injured. And yeah. so I think that that didn't help him. Um, you wonder what they're going to look like if, if you know, if they're, you know, if their quarterback doesn't come back. I don't, I think he's the junior. I think so. Um, I may be mistaken, but you wonder what that's going to look like. But no, the way he built up that program to a football program is crazy. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, just two years. Yeah. And, you know, the, uh, any, any of the other rivalry games interesting, uh, interest you this week? Because well, obviously, Michigan, Ohio states, everyone's yeah. going to be watching that without Harbaugh and how that ends. Um, I just think it's really just gross that they're calling themselves America's team because they're not. Um, and they had a hard time with Mar- uh, Maryland. Maryland came back on them. Yeah, uh, that was a closer game than than people expected. Um, I do think Ohio State's going to put up a fight. I just think Michigan's going to win. Yeah, I, I we we talked about this earlier, man. I, I know that it doesn't and it shouldn't impact what's on the field, but these kids are watching ESPN. They're, yeah. they're he- you're hearing what everybody's saying about them, how they're a bunch of cheaters, and mm-hmm. uh, they the fired them up. Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, but it, it can fire them up, but it can also wear on you. And so it'll be interesting to see. But uh, uh, and how about your 49ers? Oh, man, they look good. Hey, how about Purdy? Purdy looks yeah. pretty good right now. Um, no, when they get ahead of you, I'm, I am worried about the defense a little bit. Um, they did. Tampa did move the ball on them. Uh, they just couldn't put it in the end zone. Um, yeah. But and then they lost. I think it's Ufunga. I think he has an ACL tear. That's that's a big loss. Yeah, yeah, it is. But uh, I think they're, you know, right there with the two teams that are playing tonight. I think Ravens. they're winning on Thursday. Yeah, that, that'll that be. Which uh, Smith injured. Yeah. So. So they look good. Uh, all right. Well, I uh, appreciate you as always mm-hmm. and uh, great stuff. And we'll, we'll uh, do this again next week. And Yeah, we got a big, big Monday to talk about the wrap up of all of this. Yeah. And then uh, and we'll look ahead to Georgia, Alabama. and. Mm-hmm. Uh, which, because uh, that that will impact the playoffs, and, and we'll get a little bit more into the playoff scenarios after that. I think we'll have a better idea. Yeah. Uh, because yeah, you know, I, I we were talking about this earlier as well. I mean, I think it's either Ohio State or Michigan gets a spot. Mm-hmm, it's mm-hmm. either Oregon or Washington. Yeah. Uh, and it's obviously Georgia or Alabama, and then I think the other ones depends on what happens with Florida State because if they lose, I think they're out. I think it gets uh, if Texas could win out. Yeah, I that's. We'll get Texas in. I think you might get a one-loss Texas over Florida State right now, yeah. uh, even if they're unbeaten, which I don't think they will be. I and even though gonna... they lost their running back, they still have their quarterback. Yeah, and they've also got three five-star running backs sitting behind them. So yeah. which, uh, they were happy to point out Saturday. But, yep. uh, uh, all right, well, Tracy. Well, happy Thanksgiving, Fred. Happy Thanksgiving to you, and uh, thanks to Dr. Linville for the show today. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yes. Thanks, Fred. All right, I'll talk soon. Bye. All right. Well, waiting to see if Lawyer Dave's going to pop on and waiting to see if Tommy's back because he's supposed to pop on. Um, Heartthrob says New Mexico State gets $1.8 million check from Auburn and then dishes out that beating. They were 24-point favorites. Yeah, she brought up, though, uh, that coach beat Hugh Freeze at Liberty when Liberty was a like a 28-point favorite. So some some guys are just kryptonite. And uh, it, it happens in sports. Uh, welcome in Truth. Welcome in Pelly Rat. Uh, I want to I want to get my my buddy Karaoke James over here for a minute, uh, who's here today. 
Karaoke James. Ah, uh, get in front of the camera. James is quite the character. Hello, hello, hello. Uh, right there. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, right. you look good. Uh, that was a traffic getting over here. Oh, it was hell. It was hell. But I made it. <laughs> That's all I can say. Everybody's getting ready for Thanksgiving. Yeah, I, yeah, I mean, I, I don't know why it's Monday. I guess everybody gets a whole week off, so they're just leaving town. Or they're coming into town. Seems like yeah. there are more coming into town. I don't know, but it was crazy. <laughs> All right, so we were talking last week about, uh, and James is a karaoke legend at PJ's on Friday night. Uh, he really is. Like, when you walk in, he's welcoming everybody. Uh, he, he's like a Walmart greeter for the yeah. karaoke. But uh, he's also, I mean, just a fun human being and a good guy and a, uh, a partner now in the Falcon Cast Network, which we're going to be doing some cool stuff with. Uh, yeah, I, I could see a whole karaoke show with you and Jesse and, and, and Dilly. That would be fun. But, uh, oh, yeah. but Rich asked you a great question after we were on air last week. It's like, what's your go-to? I don't have a go-to song. I just do what I feel. Uh, like I may hear something during the week and want to do it Friday night. But I just do what makes me feel good. <laughs> yeah, and people love it. Now, you're, you're, you're the most popular guy. You're more popular than Jesse, no, which is saying a lot. No, Jesse's the best in, the, in Houston and probably the state. Yeah, I, I would uh, highly recommend that if you're into it's not it's not like joke karaoke, which can be fun. Like when uh, somebody who can't sing, a guy gets up there and say, she make me feel like a natural woman, things like that. Yeah, that can be fun. Uh, but this really is performance. And uh, the people that are really good, uh, our buddy Dana comes all the time and uh, and. You know, there's there's just a group of people that are very good. So you get entertained, and there's jello shots. <laughs> and we always wind up doing jello shots at the table. Uh, but it's just a fun Friday night. And it's feel good karaoke. Yeah, that's how I put it. Uh, and the, the other thing that's kind of underrated about it, Jesse has an amazing sound system, which, you know, makes us sound good sometimes. You know, him all the time, me not so much. Welcome in, Lamont. Uh you missed all the college football talk. I'm sorry, but uh, happy to have you. But uh, anyway, um, so if you go on a Friday night, look for James. Look yes, for the hat. He's always got an interesting hat. <laughs> and uh, just a fun guy to talk to and, and happy to happy to have you on board with the team here, my yep. friend. And right now it's the Texans hat. Yep. <laughs> hey, all right. I got my Texan it. shirt. Always, I always have to wear a Maple Leaf hat. Uh, all right. Well, is Tommy uh, back yet? I'm picking you up. Uh, well, darn. I was uh, I was gonna have Tommy on, but uh, listen, this is another popular thing. Uh, that I mean, this place is really big with Uber Eats because I like I like to sit at the bar, and that's where they come to pick up the food. Uh, if you you want to call, uh, they're on uh, Grubhub, they're on Uber Eats, DoorDash, all those, and you can check out the menu online. There's a lot of great food. And uh, breakfast all day too, which is really good on the weekends when I when you oversleep and you're still hungover. You can come get a breakfast. Hey, brother. Okay. All right. Well, I'll I'll, uh, I'll stall for a minute here because I I got to tell you about uh, Lawyer Dave. And usually, when I start telling you about Lawyer Dave, Lawyer Dave pops in and winds up doing the ad with me, which is always fun. But he's welcome. I want to get his take on Michigan. 
You know, he's he's a he's a huge huge Michigan guy, as as you guys probably know. And man, he uh, he watches all the games. He he roots for Nico Collins with the Texans because he's a Michigan guy. I'll still take take uh, Tank Dell over him. UH over Michigan there. It's the only thing we ever win at. But uh, as you know, he is a great lawyer. Personal injury is a specialty. If you're injured in a car accident, if you're looking at my neck now and, and the difference between last week, week or last month, uh, that's because Lawyer Dave hooked me up with his guy. And I, I've been going to twice a week. I'm down to once a week now. And it helps. And if you're in an accident, that's what he's going to do. You're not going to pay anything. All right. Uh, 713-626-8900. He, if he takes your case, you only pay if you win. That's it. And if you need a doctor, that's what he does. He'll get you a doctor. He'll even get you an Uber to the doctor. That's that's what they'll do. They'll take care of everything. And you win your case, you pay. It's that simple. And if you don't, hey, he gambles. He, he's, he's on one of my gambling threads of people where I send picks. Uh, Larry Dave's not afraid to make a, a play here and there. And, uh, and, that, and that's part of what he does. He bets on himself. He bets on you. Uh, so give him a call today, 713-626-8900. And uh, if you need a lawyer, you better dial Dave. All right. Uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to hang around for a minute just because I want to get Tommy on here. Uh, so I'm going to give him a minute to get here. But uh, uh, a couple of TV things. Uh, I'm, I'm going to get I'm on some Netflix movie right now that uh, Arrival and I'm about halfway through it and I am bored AF. It's a woman trying to do sign language with aliens. See, what happened to great science fiction? When, when the aliens come, they're taking over the world. They're blowing stuff up. You know, like Independence Day where we had to fight back and we get the great Bill Pullman speech. Whatever happened to that stuff? And instead, I got Amy Adams talking to a damn lizard and trying to do sign languages. Now, in all fairness, I'm a big Amy Adams fan and any redhead. But, uh, yeah, so that wasn't very good. And um, I watched something else. I, I still would, if, if you missed us talking about it, I, I highly recommend Follow the House of Usher. Uh, that is one of the better shows I've seen in a while. Now, I'm an Edgar Allan Poe fan. I actually have the anthology uh, on my bookshelf. But it's just the way they do it, where they pay an homage to each one of his best short stories in every episode. Uh, and Pit in the Pendulum, yeah, all of them. And fall, uh, not Fall the House of Usher, but uh, Cask of a Malato. And if you haven't seen it, man, it is good. I, I would definitely uh, give it a try. And, you know, it, it's, uh, it, it's different. It's dark. But there is a hot redhead in it, so I'm always going to like that. Um, and then uh, Bosch wrapped up uh, Bosch Legacy season two. Not as you know the uh, the first two first season was good, but you know the original Bosch was better. It had better actors. This this one has too much of his daughter in it, and she can't act her way out of a box. So I don't know who cast her in that, but. Uh, but it, it, it's good. I, I, I recommend it. And uh, Half Nielsen, Edgar Allan Poe, the author, or Edgar Allan Poe, the underage cousin diddler. No, the, the, the dead author, the opium, the opium freak, dead author, who I love. I, I, I love, that was the only stuff I read in school that I actually enjoyed. 
was Edgar Allan Poe. And most teachers wouldn't let us read it because there was too much violence and death. And, you know, maybe that's why I'm so screwed up in the head because of that. But, you know, I loved it. And I, I just thought this was really, really well done. <laughs> uh, whoops, never mind. Same dude. <laughs> Hey, op opium was a factor. You gotta, you gotta give the guy a little bit of a break for that, or not. I mean, it's up to you. But uh, and just for, from my perspective, update you guys on. Uh, I've got options now on two movies, and one of them's gonna hit soon. And uh, uh, one of them, if you remember during uh, COVID, some of you they bought some some of my writing. One of them was Land of the Living Skies, which uh, I really think is even going to be better than Jesus as a movie. I just uh, really enjoy the visualization of that work. And so our good buddy, uh, English Rich, who was on here last week, he and I are going to work on a couple projects. And uh, it's, it's, so things are really moving forward on that front. And uh, like I said, I hope to have some news here pretty soon. We got some big names interested in Jesus. Um, the other one, we should have the funding here pretty soon. And we're going to get that going and uh and the reason i like the possibilities with that one is because you know the whole canadian film industry will get involved because we're, we're going to shoot you know the part of it in canada which uh i guess i'm still welcome i don't know i haven't tried to go across the border since the divorce uh so maybe they'll let me in to help make the movie because we're gonna uh, we'll bring a lot of people there for it um and then you know just a couple things to get to before I want to wish everybody a happy Thanksgiving. Um, going to be a great football day. And, you know, I, I hope everybody has a place to go. And if you don't, well, I hope you have a lot of alcohol. And all right. So another thing for you guys to make fun of me, uh, the new vodka I'm drinking. I saw a bottle and, and it, it's a plastic bottle. And it's $12 a bottle for a 1.75 liter, right? And the only reason I bought it, again, I'm a dumb, you can call me that. Uh, it's called White Wolf Vodka. And the picture of the wolf just looks just like my Husky. So I bought it and uh, no, it's not pickle vodka. But yeah, if you, if you guys wanna try this, if we can raise a certain amount of money, we'll do it next week. I'll come up with a number. <coughs> Excuse me, I'll come up with a number and if we raise enough money, I will do a shot of pickle vodka. So, but uh, yeah, White Wolf though is really good. It, it's it's like Taka, which they use in a lot of bars and it's cheap and it looks like my dog. So I got uh, Mag who was here earlier, I got him on it. And uh, so yeah, I, we watched the Formula One race Saturday night. I don't know how many of you guys, uh, hey, bleed blue. Uh, I don't know how many of you guys actually watched that it was really cool seeing the Vegas Strip, you know, from that perspective. And uh, um, it, and so I wound up watching the race, the whole thing. And I'm still waiting for a report from my buddy Nina, who was there. Uh, King Wilson, welcome from the UK. The uh, I actually enjoyed it. And once I figured out the rules where they have that little thing that they push where they can go faster if they're within a certain thing. Uh, now, of course, the same guy for stopping one as always but mag uh, calls me afterwards because he's a big formula one guy and he's the one that taught me into it we were hanging out all day friday um 
and Blue says unbelievable how Vegas or F1 screwed it up. Yeah, and, and Mag keeps telling me they're not going to go back, but I mean, they got like a 10-year deal for this thing. So it looked visually impressive. And, you know, PJ and I were talking about this yesterday. He's like, uh, didn't look like there were many people there. I'm like, no, they were all over the strip. It was packed. So, uh, but of course, Mag calls me and says, uh, uh, starts uh, bragging about the wolf because he fell in love with the vodka and winds up talking to me till like, I don't know, four thirty-five in the morning, reliving the race with me. And so, yeah, it, uh, so I didn't get any sleep Saturday night. And this was after all day college football, right? Um, yeah. And then you know, yesterday was, uh, we do this, uh, uh, you want a, a list of, okay. Evan Williams, if you're looking for a bourbon, Tequila, I, I don't really, I, I still only drink high-end tequila because it, it messes me up. But yeah, like Taka Vodka is really cheap. Uh, that's like $11 a bottle. You uh, said White Wolf is like 12 And um, the, yeah, it, it, Blue Blue brings up another part. part. It's like uh, we're stopping winning the season weeks ago didn't help. Yeah, and there were a lot of people saying, why is he even racing? He might get hurt. It's like because the guy, well, he wanted to race at Vegas, and the guy's the guy's a racer, and he loves to do it. You know, and that's um, you, you like. I mean, he's setting records and everything else, and that that means something to him. So anyway, yeah, but I, I really enjoyed it, and I hope that uh, uh, I don't know that I'm going to be uh, a Formula One fan, but I sure enjoyed that. And uh, let's see. Oh, we're getting fantasy questions. Uh, but I wouldn't do that. And then uh, I uh, I probably would have kept Gibbs just because of the upside. But Eckler is more dependable. So if this is a uh, if this is a keeper league, then um, that's not a move I would have made. But uh, if it's just a season, yeah. Uh, all right. So couple more little things I wanted to get to F1 versus Indy versus NASCAR. What would you rather watch? Yeah, there was a time I liked NASCAR. Um, and I like the fact that it's competitive and that, uh, the, the cars are pretty close in skill level. I mean, in, uh, technology. So it makes for some close races, but I, I kind of like a, a dominant F1 or Indy car, uh, race I, I you know i like to see dominance i like to see people win by 10 links all right yeah you had me talking nascar there tommy hey. to stall for you anyway uh guys it's tom from midtown bar and grill which we've been at all day long uh and uh we're gonna be doing a lot more shows here i think yes sir let me get, let me get this where people can hear you um and, and tommy's in here i know on the weekend nights because it's usually when i come in He's always here. He's behind the bar. He's the nicest guy on the planet, and uh, gonna gonna support the show. So please come support him. We got a, we got a few people in today. I, I want it to be more next week. I want us to have twice as many people. So uh, what have you been up to, my friend? I've uh, been good. Running the roads. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. How, how you feel about our hockey bet tonight? Oh, I love it. <laughs> hey, based on history, you know, I think it's a winner. Yeah, it, 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 well. And I, I gave it out to the people as well on, on here. Whenever I have one on a Monday or a Thursday, I always do. But, yeah, that's a you know, minus two and a half goals Vancouver at home tonight against the awful Sharks. 
you, you, you've gotten into this hockey betting. Oh, you, you, you came up with one on your own the other day, and you texted. <laughs> you didn't text me about, it and you told me later, and it was a brilliant play. I would have, I would have tailed you on it. So, uh-huh. yeah, because what we were doing when Stockholm, the games were in Stockholm, the first few, nobody was scoring goals because they were adjusting. So I'm going to be interested in how those teams adjust coming back. But they they finally hit it over yesterday, I think, with uh, with my beloved Maple Leafs. So always been on the Maple Leafs in the over. Yeah, uh, that's that's. <laughs>